What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Lars. It's been a little bit since I recorded my last episode. A lot's happened in sports over the last week. In this episode, I'm going to give a quick recap of Week 11 in the NFL. After that, I'll preview today's Black Friday game between the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. And then after that, I'll also preview BC Football Senior Day, which is also today versus the University of Miami. And then at the end, I'll preview the Giants and Patriots game for this Sunday. So let's start off with the Giants win last week over the Washington Commanders, their second win over Washington this season. What a game for the undrafted free agent quarterback, Tommy DeVito, hometown kid for the Giants, threw three touchdowns last week with 246 passing yards, also had a very good day passing the ball to Darius Slayton, Darius Slayton had four catches for 82 yards and a touchdown, DeVito also found Saquon for two touchdowns, Saquon finished the game 14 carries for 83 yards, with four catches for 57 yards and two touchdowns in the air, Saquon had negative two rushing yards before the last play of the third quarter, but finished the game with 14 carries at 83 yards, really came to life in the fourth quarter when the Giants needed the most. Tommy DeVito was sacked nine times in this game, but I look back a lot of the film, not all of it was on the offensive line. There obviously were some breakdowns by the offensive line that we've seen all season, but he did hold the ball for too long on a good amount of those plays. But when he did get rid of it, he made Washington's defense pay, went through his progressions well for the most part, red coverage is pretty good as well before snapping the ball, had a good game overall for the hometown kid, very happy for him, 246 passing yards, three touchdowns and no picks. Daniel Jones, Tommy DeVito, and Tyra Taylor all of a win apiece this season. And Tommy DeVito has a touchdown pass in three straight games. He had a touchdown pass versus Las Vegas, two versus Dallas, and then three versus Washington last week. He has five touchdown passes in his first two career starts, which is the most in Giants franchise history for the first two starts of a player's career. He's the first undrafted free agent quarterback to throw five touchdown passes in his first two career starts since 1967, which is very impressive. He also has more career games with two touchdown passes and more than Kenny Pickett which is pretty crazy to see, especially considering DeVito's an undrafted free agent. Gotta love how much everyone is loving him on social media. His Italian hand gesture celebration with him pinching his fingers in the air together after celebrating a touchdown. That's something that's been blowing up all over social media. I loved his interview this past week as well, talking about Thanksgiving dinner at his house and how excited he was. Excited to see what he does the rest of the season. As for what I wanted the Giants to do in this game, I wanted to win this game. You build a winning culture and keep the locker room together by winning. We may mess up a draft pick a little bit, but at the end of the day, we'll have a good pick regardless. And like I said over the past few weeks, our years of tanking have brought us so many busts, it feels like. So I would rather just win games and be competitive. Just because you're losing games and you have a high draft pick doesn't mean all is well at the end of the day. It creates a losing culture and also says, yeah, it's okay to lose, and you're normalizing losing. I want to win games. It promotes a winning culture and shows that you're still playing for something, and it's something to build upon for the future. They show they still want to win and still playing with passion. I think that's something to build upon for next year, and especially you keep a locker room together that way as well. The Giants' defense played exceptionally well last week. They forced five turnovers, had a pick six of Isaiah Simmons to steal the game with 16 seconds left. He was great in that game. Love what I've seen from him overall this season. I wanted him in the NFL draft. Happy to see him on the Giants now. We got him for basically a steal with the Arizona Cardinals trade right before the season began. The Giants had six takeaways overall in this game. Bobby Okereke played his hard out as he always does. He has a hairline fracture on his rib, but he's going to play through it. Still played this Sunday. What a gem of a free agent signing there by Joe Shane. And I love what he brings to the team with his heart, his soul, his hustle. That kid plays hard every single play, so it's obviously a great addition there to the Giants' defense. The Giants became the first team in NFL history to allow nine sacks, for six turnovers, and scored 30 points in a game. The first team to ever do so. Pretty weird stat there, but I saw it, thought it was pretty interesting. The Giants lost in just about every stat category last week except for points. From time to possession to yards, they lost in all of that. They had the ball for 10 less minutes in Washington, only had 292 yards of offense while Washington had 403. And the Washington Commanders had 28 first downs. The Giants had just 13, but they got the win at the end of the day, and I was happy with that. 
Another game I want to mention is the Bears. They fell in a close game to the Lions and Justin Fields' return to the lineup. 31-26 loss there for Chicago. The Lions trail by 12 points with 4 minutes and 20 seconds left to go. They won the game like I expected when I was watching it. I figured they'd come back and win in heroic fashion at the end. Justin Fields had a tough finish to the game. He was strip-sacked for the last play. A fumble into the end zone that went out of bounds for safety. Overall, finished the game 16-23, 169 passing yards. A touchdown with 18 carries and 104 yards on the ground. I'm still a fan of him. I still think he can be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Just not really set up to succeed right now with that Chicago Bears team. DJ Moore had a good game. Seven catches and 96 yards on touchdown. As for Jared Goff, 23 for 35 passing, 236 yards, two passing touchdowns, and three picks. Goff didn't really play well yesterday versus Green Bay either. I thought that Detroit team was a good team, not a great team. I didn't really see them as a team that was going to win the NFC like a lot of people did before yesterday's game. And I think yesterday's game proved to me what I thought about them already before yesterday's game. I thought they were a little bit overrated. I thought they were getting overhyped. And that's what you saw yesterday. They lost to Green Bay yesterday and should have lost last week to Chicago. So that's two losses in a row in the division that they should have had to two weaker teams. Jacksonville had a big bounce back win last week, blowing out the Tennessee Titans 34-14. Trevor Lawrence's biggest game of the year, probably the best he's looked in his NFL career. 24-32 passing, 262 yards, two passing touchdowns and five carries for 17 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Four total touchdowns in that game for Trev. I had confidence he'd turn things around. The same thing goes for that Jacksonville Jaguars offense overall. I knew they'd figure things out at some point. Calvin Ridley had a big bounce back game, seven catches for 103 yards and two touchdowns. They didn't really get much from ETN in that one. Two games in a row, he hasn't done much, but I'm not really worried about him. I still think Jacksonville can make a run in the AFC, and I still see them in the AFC Championship game. The Bills blew out the Jets last week, 32-6. Zach Wilson was benched for the second time now in the last year. He's now third on the depth chart heading into today's game. He took it well, though, afterwards, said he understands why he got benched, and he understands that the Jets had to make a change. They were struggling to score points with Wilson at quarterback. They had their first touchdown last week since week eight against the New York Giants. Heading into last week, they had 36 consecutive Drives without a touchdown, which is very disappointing to see. Wilson finished last week's game 7 for 15, 81 yards, a touchdown in a pick. Josh Allen on the other side had 275 passing yards, three passing touchdowns in an INT. Had a good bounce back game last week. I still feel like he's inconsistent though. He doesn't always show up every single week. Has a strong arm, big guy. A lot of people are a big fan of him. To some degree, he reminds me of Jay Cutler. Big guy with a big arm. Doesn't always show up. A little bit inconsistent, but they're a gunslinger. I think there are some similarities there between Jay Cutler and Josh Allen. The Broncos took down the Vikings on Sunday Night Football 21-20. The Broncos scored a touchdown with a pass from Russell Wilson to Colton Sutton with one minute and nine seconds left in the game to take the lead. The Vikings had a chance with the ball under a minute to go. Couldn't get anything going. Couldn't get into field goal range to try to win the game. Russell Wilson finished the game 27-35 passing, 259 yards and a touchdown. Josh Dobbs was 20 of 32 passing, 221 yards, a touchdown in INT, and a rushing touchdown as well. Did have a fumble loss for two touchdowns and two turnovers. The Broncos have won four games in a row. Russell Wilson over the last four games has a 74% completion percentage, which is third best in the NFL. Seven touchdowns and no picks, which is first best in the NFL over that stretch. And a 112.9 passer rating, which is fifth best in the NFL over that stretch. The Eagles beat the Chiefs on Monday Night Football 21-17. Mahomes was 24-43 passing, 177 yards, two touchdowns, and had six carries to 38 yards on the ground. Jalen Hurts didn't have his best game, but the Chiefs' defense is legit. Two powerhouses going at it both ways, so you knew it would be a good game. Jalen Hurts was 14-22 passing, 150 yards interception with 12 carries to 29 yards and two touchdowns. Didn't really get much going there with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown only had one catch. The Chiefs didn't score a single point in the second half. That was a third game in a row not doing so. Their issue is their wide receivers. They really don't have a number one wide receiver to go to. Justin Watson was their number one wide receiver on Monday Night Football. He's not a wide receiver one or wide receiver two. He's probably more of a wide receiver three. They do have Travis Kelsey, which helps, but they still need some more help at receiver. Marcos Valdez-Scantley dropped a game-winning potential touchdown 
right in the fourth quarter with about a couple minutes to go. Patrick Mahomes, I felt bad for him. It was a great throw. I do still feel bad for Marcos Valdez-Scantley as well. Big fan of him. I still think he's a good player. Just a tough play that he couldn't bring it in. So now I'm going to preview today's Giants-Patriots game, which I just talked about the NFL games from last week. That was on Friday, I recorded that. This is now Sunday. The Giants are playing at home versus the New England Patriots. Tommy DeVito's first start at home. I'm here outside in New York City, so I apologize if it's a little loud and you can't really hear me great. Quality is not going to be as great as usual, but we're going to make things work. I'm going to preview the game quickly and give you my thoughts on what I think is going to happen between these two teams. So it's two teams going at it. Both slated to have top five picks the way things stand right now. Going at it at MetLife Stadium. The big question with the Patriots all week was who's going to start for them? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to be Bailey Zappi? Maybe even Willie Cunningham, Will Greer? The Patriots came out yesterday and said it'll be Mac Jones starting for them. But Bailey Zappi will be in the rotation today and get some snaps. I said a week ago that I thought Will Greer would be the guy at some point to start, even though I don't think Will Greer is that great. I don't think they'd give him a shot and roll with him, considering he's been in the practice squad. Probably knows the playbook by now as well. And obviously the Patriots have been struggling with Mac Jones and then Bailey Zappi even came in for a drive against the Colts and lost the game on an interception. So the Patriots really have been struggling on offense to move the ball. I thought they'd switch things up and maybe go to Greer at some point. We'll see if that's the case, but it seems like today it'll be Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I think this could potentially be it with Mac Jones as the starters of Patriots. It's probably going to be his last few starts in the next few weeks. I don't really blame Mac Jones for everything, though. No offensive line, weak weapons, and he has a fan base that roots against him for the most part. Everybody's happy to see him losing games because they want a higher draft pick to get him out of town. It's hard to really get confidence as a quarterback when you have a fan base that's going against you. And I think he can still be a good quarterback elsewhere. I just had a conversation with the Giants fan on the side of the road here in New York City, and we were talking about Daniel Jones, and he said he doesn't think Daniel Jones is the main problem. He was saying Daniel Jones didn't really have much around him. The quarterback situation in New York wouldn't change whether you have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, or Jalen Hurts, a quarterback. Yeah, those guys obviously have been putting up great numbers where they're at this season, but if you look at what Daniel Jones worked with this season for an offensive line, it would be hard for anybody, a quarterback, to succeed in New York with that Giants offensive line. So the guy was saying that, and I agreed with him, made a great point. That Giants offensive line does not set up anybody to succeed. In regards to Bill Belichick and his future, obviously Mac Jones' future is in question. I don't think he'll be back with the Patriots as a starter next season. As for Bill Belichick, though, there's a lot of questions around his future with the Patriots. Are they going to trade him? Are they going to part ways at the end of the season? Are they going to fire him? I think the way things stand right now, I think Bill Belichick will be gone after the season is over. But I think he's more likely now to be traded than he would be to be fired because the Patriots can still get value from him in a trade. And I don't know how it would work considering he's the GM of the Patriots. I don't know how he could trade himself. But I think the Buffalo Bills could be a good landing spot for him. I think McDermott could be gone at some point, considering every single year they have expectations to win the Super Bowl, and that's never the case. And then I also think the L.A. Chargers could be a good destination for him as well, considering they have Brandon Staley, who's an awful head coach, but have a good roster both ways. They could definitely compete with a better coach. If you don't have a good coach, though, it's hard to go far in the NFL, especially when you're coaching against guys like Andy Reid in the same division as the Chargers. I think Bill Belichick would have a good landing spot there in Los Angeles with the Chargers if that were to be the case, and that's the way things work out. But I think it would be more likely to be traded now than it would be to be fired because the Patriots would still get trade value from him if they were to just trade him at the end of the season. But one thing I'm excited for in this matchup is that it's always a great battle between these two franchises whenever they go at it. The Giants have had the Patriots number, obviously, in the bigger games with two Super Bowl wins in 2008 and 2012 head-to-head. So even though the Giants, at the end of the day, have struggled overall over the last 10 years or so, we do still have a Super Bowl in 2012. We have two Super Bowls in the last 15 seasons. So at the end of the day, even though we have been struggling, I'll still take two Super Bowls in 15 years. Two Super Bowls in 15 years is better than people get in their lifetime. So I'll take two Super Bowls at the end of the day. As for this matchup, though, two teams going at it, potential top five picks for both these teams. I think the Giants win this game, though. They will be without some players, though. Evan Neal will be out. Darius Slayton was doubtful. 
during the week, but he will be playing today. And it seems like Dexter Lawrence will be out today, so that's a big loss for the Giants not having him there. Dexter Lawrence has been one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL all season long. And the Darius Slayton being in the lineup is good to see because he had a great game last week, started to get hot and get a connection with Tommy DeVito. It'll be exciting to see what he does in that game today. Not many guys are ever listed as doubtful during the weekend into playing. I think I saw Max Crosby was listed as doubtful on Friday, and they said he was trying to play, and he would be the first or second doubtful player during the week that played in their game on that Sunday. So Darius Slayton now becoming the second or the third doubtful player that ends up playing in the game on Sunday. So shows that he still wants to win. He's still playing hard, even though he did get hurt last week with the neck injury, but it, supposedly he did improve over the last week. So we'll see what he does in that game today. One big question is, can Tommy DeVito do it again? I already mentioned at the beginning of the episode how great he was in last week's game, going through his progressions. He did hold the ball a good amount, but when he got rid of it, he made the Washington defense pay. I believe in Tommy touchdowns. I think the Giants will end up winning this game. Both teams are struggling overall in the season, but I do think the Giants still have the talent to compete. I still think they're better than the Patriots. I think they have a better roster and better talent the way things stand right now. And the Giants still played hard last week. They have some momentum coming into this game. As for the Patriots, they've lost three games in a row. They didn't know all week who their quarterback would be, and they were without their two best players on defense, Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon, probably for the rest of the season. So not having those two guys is tough, and they're obviously losing three games in a row heading into this one. Things are not looking great for the Patriots. They are favored in this game, though, which I find crazy. I think the Giants are the better team the way they stand right now. The Patriots have a minus six turnover differential in the season. The Giants are plus two. Thankfully, because of the last few games, the Giants' defense has been playing very good football and getting a lot of takeaways. But if you look at the offenses, both offenses struggled on the season overall. The Patriots are 14.1 points per game, which is 31st in the NFL. The Giants are at 13.5 points per game, which is 32nd in the NFL. So the two worst offenses in the NFL in points per game going at it. I still want to win games, though, like I said, over the last month or so. I still want to win games. I know a lot of Patriots want to lose this game. So it seems like a lot of them will be rooting for the Patriots to lose, to try to tank, try to get a better draft pick. So a lot of people are going to be rooting for the Giants in today's game, especially my friends that are all Patriots fans. But I'll be rooting for Tommy DeVito and the Giants. I still want to win games, even though we could get a high draft pick by losing. At the end of the day, you want to develop a winning culture, just normalizing losing just to get a higher draft pick. And sometimes you can still get the play you want, even if you fall a pick or two behind. You can always trade up as well. I don't want to just lose games to lose games. Guys have their careers on the line, their futures in the NFL. Some of them are playing for contracts right now. Some of them are in their last season in the NFL. They want to go out there. They want to win games. You don't want to just lose on purpose because when you're just trying to lose on purpose, it doesn't really set up the locker room for the future. That's how you get guys to lose faith in a coach is when they're just normalizing losing. But I don't think coaches ever really want to lose. I don't think players ever really want to lose. Maybe a front office would, maybe would want to lose since they want a higher draft pick, but I don't think players ever want to lose the game on purpose. At least they shouldn't want to lose the game on purpose. I guess you never know, but they shouldn't want to lose the game on purpose. And the same goes for coaches. Their records are on the line. Their futures are on the line. Their next contract is on the line. They shouldn't want to lose games on purpose. And as a fan, I just want to win games. I just want to win games. I know the Giants are right now at 3-8. and eight. Doesn't really look great the way things currently stand. But when you're just normalizing losing just to lose and you want to tank, it doesn't really set up a great message to the locker room right now. And then obviously it doesn't set up a great message for the future. Just saying, yeah, we can just lose games. Who cares? You can't just mail in the season. You still have to play the games. And that's why I still want the Giants to win. Don't really want to just lose games on purpose. I don't really want to tank. I've already given my message on that now a million times in this episode. So you already get it, obviously. But uh, what I think is going to happen, I think the Giants will roll in this game. I'm going to go with the Giants winning this one 24-17 with two touchdown passes from Tommy DeVito. I think he's going to have one touchdown pass to Wandale Robinson. And I feel like DeVito's also going to have a rushing touchdown. So three total touchdowns for DeVito on the day. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to have a big day against the Patriots offensive line that struggled for the most part on the season. Thibodeau's been awesome this year. Ten and a half sacks which is sixth in the NFL. I said he'd have a breakout season before the season began. 
And that was one of my best predictions for the Giants this year. One of my only better ones, considering I had the Giants at 10-7, and and I had Daniel Jones as a top-five quarterback in the NFL this season. The way things worked out, the Giants aren't going to be 10-7, and and Daniel Jones right now is not a top-five quarterback in the NFL because of the injuries. That doesn't mean I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I still think he can be a winning quarterback elsewhere. It's just probably not going to be in New York, unfortunately. But I think this game is going to be 24-17 Giants. I think Kayvon Tabor is going to have a big game with a big sack. I think Tommy DeVito is going to have three touchdowns, one of them to Wanda Robinson. And I'm also going to have an interception from Jason Pinnock. I think he picks off Mac Jones at some point in the game. I do like Donnie Holmes a lot, like Cordell Flawed a lot. Rooting for those two guys to do well in the Giants secondary. Donnie Holmes had a pick last week. I think he has another one today. So two interceptions I have, one being Jason Pinnock, one being Donnie Holmes. I love that the Giants' defense is still playing hard, though. Bobby O'Karake playing through a fractured rib. He said if he's still healthy enough to go, he still wants to play games to try to win, and I respect that at the end of the day. Tough as nails. It shows he's not mailing in the rest of the season. He still wants to win, which obviously I'd love to see. Anyways, I will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good one, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.